I'll swallow your soul! That was an amazing. That should be our new opening. <laughs> Just your your song stylings. Yeah. Well, welcome everyone to another episode. Episode number six, I think five? that we're on now. I think six. five was last week. So yeah, episode six, number six of the Coffins and Coffee podcast with Dave and my forever final girl, Mr. Sophilia. Meow. How are things aside from giant spiders invading your room? That was fucked. I was so bad. You know, the worst part about that was, was that I had to ask my youngest sister to come save my life. <laughs> well, normally I would probably say that you're overstating the danger level, but given that you do live in, Aus- uh, in Australia... And there are more deadly spiders and snakes per capita than any other place in the world. She may very well have. Yeah, you saw the size of it. It was like as big as my hand. It was massive. There's a reason they're called a huntsman. Does that sound safe? Because they... I don't know. No. The answer's no. I I suppose not. No. Are they poisonous? No. (laughs) Oh. All right. But they're furry. Well, then there you go. I don't like it. It's like a tarantula. It's not that bad. It's hilarious Um, because I've got a a tarantula on my wall. Yeah, well, that's like probably why specimen. he came in. He's probably pissed off. Probably his cousin. Should have served as a warning. Which, Should be like, fuck, better not go up there. Which we have to know was ethically sourced. It was. It was already dead when you found it. I didn't find it, but it was ethically sourced. Now, speaking on uh, on the subject of safety, I feel like as a public mm-hmm. service, we have to do a little announcement to everyone. You may have heard a certain uh, political figure state <clears throat> that you should inject disinfectant you should mainline you should do a line of lysol a line saw in order to purify yourself so that you don't get ronad and i'm here to tell you that's not a good idea so please don't do a line of lysol uh don't chug any bleach don't main mainline any uh turpentine or have someone take some Ajax and blow it up your ass with a straw. Don't do any of those things. None of those things are healthy. Don't eat Tide Pods. None of this is going to save you from the Rona. Just stay inside and listen to this podcast. I actually saw a photo of a guy pretending to butt chug bleach this morning. So that was fun. It was on this page that I found I mean, called just... Covidiots. Have you seen that page? No. It's beautiful. Is that, is that kind of like just like, you know, numerous... Numerous weird people on the internet doing weird things in response to COVID? No, it's people during coronavirus pandemic that are stupid. Like, like they showed a news well, they were, report. In fairness, mm. in fairness, they were probably stupid before the coronavirus. Yeah, but I mean, that's the first time I've seen a photo of a guy butt-chugging bleach, so. But is it real, though? I mean, you know, you can empty those bottles out. No, it You can isn't. feign it. It isn't. Oh. Maybe he wanted to get his asshole bleached. Some people are into that. Well, not everyone can have the luxury of going to a salon, especially during this uh, these quarantine times. You know, all those people have their new growth in their hair, and uh, you know they're 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 getting unkept beards, and no one has haircuts, and you know, poor poor guy probably was due for his, his monthly anal bleaching. Um, obviously, can't do that. So sometimes you got to MacGyver it. 
<laughs> MacGyver. I want to see the episode of MacGyver where he bleaches his asshole. <laughs> yeah, it was the, it was the episode where he used the toothpick and the bubble gum and the anal bleaching to get out of a jam. And then he made a radio out of coconut to call for help. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, this is interesting. What MacGyver bleaching his asshole? No, so um, so don't do any of those things. But what other what other covidiots are out there in the interwebs? You you've spent some time scouring for some interesting interesting factoids. I mean, I wasn't looking for anything on covidiots, but it found me. Um, That's when you know it's right. <laughs> when, it, when it calls to you. <laughs> when you don't go looking for something and it finds you, you know you know it's fate. Um, so yeah, it is this page on Facebook. It's called COVID Idiots. Uh, you can join and uh, join the group and have a I don't look. Think I want to. There is just some, just some. It's a funny edits and stuff. Someone's made uh, Clorox chewables. Oh. Um, you know, it's not everyone can swallow, <laughs> which is unfortunate for many reasons. <laughs> some of them are just fucking stupid. Well, like, listen, it's only going to get worse. Go ahead. Like, there's one here, and it's got... I don't know if you guys have it. We have it in shopping centers here and, and stuff like that. They've drawn big circles on the ground, like a meter and a half apart, or six feet apart, or whatever. And like crop circles? Crop circles? No. Yeah. No. Like, aliens come down, and they put these circles in the ground, and they tell you to stay the fuck away from one another? Honestly, if they fucking came here, they'd be like, <laughs> fuck this shit. <laughs> no. We've made a mistake. Um, yes. And there's... A lady standing in a circle, and there's another gentleman two circles over standing in a circle, and in the circle in the middle is a pigeon. Okay. And then there's another portly gentleman who has back boobs, and he is standing in between two circles. Good times. Yes. Good times. Well, listen, it's only going to get worse. Here's the reality of it, at least, at least out here in America, because uh, we're now rounding into what is probably... For the most part, my least favorite time of the year, and that's the summertime. That's when it gets unbearably hot in Southern California. It's already started today. I'm, I just took a shower, and I'm already sweating. And uh, most of these apartment buildings don't have central air. So what you're kind of stuck with is some sort of makeshift fans, and maybe like if you're lucky, you got an AC unit that really only cools for about a two-foot radius. Um, but the, the heat makes people even more crazy. Absolutely. You know, people get they get a little wonky. I mean, I I, I assume you're rude. I assume that like uh, coming out of you're coming out of your hot season, right? Because your seasons are opposite of us. So it's just finally starting to cool down. But yeah. but I imagine I remember one time you showed me um, a Bogan video, and I would have to guess Bogans for those uh, of you Americanas would be like the equivalent of our hillbillies, but in Australia, uh, the the equivalent of hold my beer type. Folk, but with better mullets, and um, but uh, yeah, I would okay, I'll, I'll concede that. And um, it is the land that time forgot, and um, <laughs> I feel like a lot of the more heinous of exercises, the more dangerous of stunts, and um, the more surreal of activities that some of bogans or hillbillies do tend to come out in the summertime. It's hot, people get cranky. I mean, at least we're not sitting in our cars, like in traffic right now. But still, it, it doesn't really, it doesn't do much to comfort you when you know everyone's quarantined inside with no AC, 
and it's going to reach in the triple digits of heat out here. Yeah, I mean, summertime here, when it gets hot, we get, like, giant fuck-off snakes. The spiders come out. That's why I'm glad it's getting cold, actually, because we'll have no snakes and no spiders. It's wonderful. We had, a, we had a, like, a six-and-a-half-foot yeah, python living in our garage last summer. Is it still there? It usually stays there for most of the summer. Like, it just chills. Have you, we, it did get have stuck you in a downpipe once. <laughs> have you named your snake? <laughs> did I name my snake? My snake? No, yeah. we, I don't think we named him. My sister might have named him. I didn't name him. I would have named him Snitsky. I named him Six Foots to Get the Fuck Away From Me. Like, Is it no. a poisonous snake? No, but it'd fucking hurt you if it bit you. Nah, it'd be fine then. No. You're good to go, mate. It could take my whole arm into its mouth. Like, Yeah, no. but it's not going to eat it. First off, like, it'd how long... fucking try. You have to, no, but listen, how long do you have to stay still... For a snake to take your whole arm in its mouth. I don't know. Ask its last meal. It's the snake's got to relax its jaw, its gag reflex. You know, How do snakes have it's gotta a look gag up reflex. with you as it does it. Well, there's only one way to find out. How shit would that be though if you were a snake and you had a fucking gag reflex? <laughs> be pretty awful. You would be very bad at your job, and you would probably not stick around for very long. No, I don't imagine you would. You're That'd like a snake. Fun. You'd have to make friends. You'd have to make friends with a rat that could chew your food and then spit the food into your snake gullet so that you could ingest stuff. That sounds like, like the next Disney film. The next de- Disney it film. It should be. It's, it's the next animated in, one. It's like Fox and the Hound. And then in 20 years, <laughs> yeah, Snake and Snake and the Rat, uh, which is also describes our political season right now. Now available on so Disney for those Plus. Of you in America. Right, and in, and in 20 years, they'll make a CGI version of it, and it won't be nearly as good as the animated version. Um, but, you know, we spent a little bit of time, you spent a little bit of time, thankfully, I didn't have to do it, uh, looking up some of the weirder aspects of the internet. But before we go there, I wanted to do uh, just a little bit of magic at the top of our show, you know, set the mood right before we get into some weirdness, some bizarre behaviors of people. And like I always do, I pulled a tarot card. Today's card is the uh, Eight of Swords. So this is going, I don't want you to get excited by this because I know that this will arouse some of your BDSM fantasies. It's a woman bound with her eyes and her arms. And she's surrounded by eight swords kind of on either side of her. And she's looking kind of uh, bondagey, you know, she's kind of just chilling there. But this is not, in fact, a card for those of you who are into more kinky role-playing um what the nine of what the, oh, sorry what the eight of swords would indicate well swords in general in the tarot indicate thoughts right and so what you have here is a lady who's blindfolded and tied up and she's surrounded by these swords which sort of indicate that you're being um you're being held captive by by some thoughts maybe you're stressing about something or you have some anxieties or maybe you know hey listen i i've talked to some people during the coronavirus who have talked about, you know, not being able to stay in the best shape or, um, you know, not feeling like very motivated, maybe not feeling very creative, any number of things, these thoughts that sort of encapture encapture us. Um, But if you look at the card, she actually has a a pretty easy escape out because the swords are kind of around her, but there's a clear path out either backwards to the castle or or moving towards us uh, out of the way of harm's way of these swords. So, what that is a reminder for all of us is that, you know, the negativity that we sometimes feel that that is sort of created in our own brains, our own minds, we get we can be trapped by them. 
But if we uh, if we just remind ourselves that at any point, and sometimes it takes effort, like some meditations or talking to good friends or listening to a good podcast or whatever it may be that can get you out of that that dungeon that you've created within your own mind, that we can walk free whenever we want. We just have to remind ourselves that um, it's in our head and we have the most domain over our own thoughts. So if we exercise that power, then we'll be free of them and we can go on to do more fun and creative things and get through this coronavirus. Especially if you have thoughts of bleaching your own asshole at home. Especially if you have thoughts of that. That is one of those ones where you take that blindfold off and you walk right on past those swords because that is not <laughs> a good idea. Didn't you find something similar on um, something to do with assholes on hard times? Yeah, so, so because the president <clears throat> said something idiotic about uh, trying to trying to get light directly into your inside of through your skin um and and ask the question can we just inject uh you know sanitizer to 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 kill coronavirus because it kills it like in a minute you know a lot of people have been throwing up funny memes and like i had remembered a funny meme from a while it wasn't even a meme it's a real thing that people do they um there was a movement for a little while maybe it's still happening where like sort of back to earth typey people, so the granola crunchy, crunchy, what's it, crunchy, uh, crunchy granola type folk, they would, um, they're really into bleaching their their own, or sunning their own orifices. So these folks would go out into a field or the beach or whatever, and they'd strip bare, and they would yes. sort of um, like a baby does, you know, grab their own. Like if you're familiar with yoga at all, like baby position, you know, they grab their own feet and they sort of pull them up in the air and yeah. <laughs> expose their dark side to the sun to take that solar energy in through that place. And I I, th- I think that I read somewhere that um, there is some sort of positive effect to it, I guess. I mean, it is a, it is a membrane that absorbs easily energy and um, solar energy and vitamin D are important for your mood balance. And so there was, you know, there was sort of that joke that people were making about like, well, Trump wants to get some some UV rays with inside of us. Well, then, you know, you should go out there and pull down your trousers and let the sun see your moon. I remember seeing, <laughs> I remember seeing this post. This post, that post came out like oh, it was a couple years ago now. I remember seeing like photos of it. You're the only positive energy that comes from charging your butthole in the sun. I'll tell you what it is. Those fucking hikers that walk down into that field that day and they see like ten dudes fucking show, showing their brown eyes oh, to the now, sky. Hold, that's the only positive hold on, energy hold that on. comes from that. Listen, it's not just men that are showing the eye of Sauron to the sun. <laughs> okay? This is a <laughs> unisex opportunity for those of you who want to connect with the, the, the sun and all of its celestial energy in a more intimate fashion. <laughs> Butthole charging knows it. no gender. That's right. That's right. So, but but it's not. Uh, I don't think that it will it will cure the coronavirus. However, if anyone wants to try it and re- and report back with um, some report on report back with any uh, any information they may have gleaned from attempting it, we'll be happy to listen to it. But um, what I had shared with you was an article from Hard Times, which is kind of like a punk rock version of The Onion, <laughs> and it was talking about a goth girl who chose to get her her brown eye darkened. You know, so she created her own little dark hole. It was, it was pretty funny. Was good times. You imagine if that was the new thing. One of the one. Oh, I mean, why? I mean, there, you know, when it comes to cosmetic fashion, there's no telling. I mean, maybe, 
you never know things come around like for one you know for one uh, millennia or decade you're gonna have bleached assholes being the thing that is something that's interesting to people and then you know come the turn of the next century it might all be about getting darker people can't be content with just like coloring their armpit hair remember when that was a thing people were dyeing their armpit hair i i desperately tried to forget that do you know how many armpit hairs i have i counted them no but please share with everyone seven i have seven like like total between both arms that's on one side and the other side i have five okay so 12 so you got a good dozen there you got the dirty dozen (laughs) a dozen (laughs) not even a baker's dozen just a dozen no no now what happened what would happen if you colored and dyed each of your 12 hairs a different color like are there 12 colors to the rainbow that you could color each individual hair i'd have to i think i'd have to double up some maybe apply some like thrust flores hair gel to it so you could get that real like (laughs) sticky straight out pronounced yeah well no that's different thrust flores was like a tub i guess you guys don't have it there it was like every every young latino and mexicano young man and woman really it's genderless um would buy these tubs and I, I kid you not like you can't see my arm in radio land but these tubs are about this big it's kind of like if you went to the store and you bought like um like vegetable shortening you know those tubs yeah. you know like like a tub that goes big powder. it's like that yeah so it's like a protein powder but it was hair gel and it had bubbles in it and um it was kind of like the Mexican version of L.A. style or L.A. looks. What was it? Do you remember that brand? I didn't think we had it. You didn't have it? Anyways, it was cheap hair gel, and it was in a tub, and it was very cheap. It was called Tres Flores, and you would you would just scoop up, I mean, like a goop of it, and you would put it all over your hair, and your hair would be like a helmet. It would oh be my so God. hard. Did- you know, like it was nigh impenetrable. So I feel like you could apply that to any part of the body that has hair. I, just testing my Spanish. Does that mean three flowers? That's correct. Oh, wow. That's very good of you. <laughs> it's a very little Spanish I can actually remember. The one that has to do with hair gel. And te quiero um, <laughs> And piche pendejo. <laughs> those are the most important words. Yeah. And dos cervezas. But, um, y- that's it. Yeah, see, those, that's it. You know the basics. That's really all that matters. But... Um, Yes, I do vaguely remember the trend of people dyeing their underarm hair. I wonder if it, if you know, like we talked about e-girls last week, and I wonder if um, part of that was really more for like photo opportunity than it was like day-to-day living. I don't like. Did know. you like? I saw lots of photos online of people dyeing their armpit hairs, but I can't. I mean, maybe, but I don't recall seeing anyone out in the wild. With uh, a fluorescent undercarriage. But where <laughs> your undercarriage isn't your armpits, honey. <laughs> it's under something. It's an undercarriage. <laughs> okay. You, yeah, all right. <laughs> um, I mean, but were you looking, though? No, I mean, I think I would notice if someone had, like, lime green. You know, they say orange uh, and lime green are the colors that your eyes are drawn to the most. So I reckon that if someone had lime green or orange uh, underarm hair that I would see this. I would notice it. It's funny, very observant. It's funny you said that actually because yesterday we were repainting our store and for some reason I always thought it was fucking ugly. Like out the back of our store all the walls are orange. And I was saying yeah, to right. one of the guys, like I said to my manager, I'm like who the fuck picked orange? I hate orange. Orange is the fucking worst color ever. I hate it. 
And I'm like, who the fuck picked right. orange? And one of the casuals looked at me and said, did you know orange is a learning color? Oh, in what way? It, well, um, it must draw, draw your eye. It's like, and then I realized I've yeah, got my two does. Japanese sure. textbooks sitting here and both of them are orange. Yeah. Yeah. In fact, uh, that's why if you, if you, uh, I don't, I don't know if it's different there, but like in America, predominantly those, uh, safety vests that you see like mm-hmm. construction workers and whatnot wear, um, and really actually even construction signs are all orange. Illuminati confirmed. <clears throat> there's a whole, there's a whole science to, um, uh, the different ways that, that commercialism in particular use, you know, you can, you can call it whatever you want. Um, Grant Morrison, the famous comic writer would call them sigils, but that they use these different sigils and subliminal messaging and these logos and these branding and these different sort of subconscious techniques to influence your buying. Like, um, you know, like if you notice, it's, uh, I'm trying to remember it's the same in Australia. It was different when we were in Europe, but if you notice that most fast food joints have the same color schemes, they're yellow and orange or yellow and red, Yep, I was, which makes orange. I was having this conversation with someone yesterday and that's what I was going to bring up. It was funny because when we were in, uh, only when we were in Germany was, uh, like McDonald's green and yellow. Yeah, that's right. It was different. It was a totally different vibe, but everywhere else it was like, if you look at all the major fast food chains, they they either have some sort of combination of white, yellow, and red, yeah. and it's because it draws your eye and it makes you hungry. In fact, um, if you blue shades actually make you less hungry, so that's why you see sometimes it used to be a trend for a little while that um, actors would wear sunglasses that have blue lenses, Fuck, and part of I that's because that. part of that's because well you're fine, but part of that's because. Um, they, it would actually curb your hunger. My mug that I'm <clears throat> drinking out of right now, my beautiful Mickey Mouse from Disneyland red and yellow. mug, is Look fucking at Mickey Mouse. Look at Mickey Mouse. It's marketing for Mickey fucking Mouse. Disneyland. Illuminati double confirmed. Not only that, but like I don't know if it's the same in Australia, but in America, um, they put all the healthy items. I say healthy with a grain of salt because you're basing this on the, the standard American health system, which includes a lot of meat and uh, dairy and, and stuff that, that's actually really not healthy for you. Um, but they put quote unquote healthy items, more whole foods, I guess is a better way to phrase that on the outskirts of the store. Yes. So like if we go into our local Ralph's from, from, if you were to go, uh, in a, in a counterclockwise direction from the moment you entered, you would hit the produce section. Then you would go to pharmaceuticals. Then you would go to dairy and nut milk. Then you would go into the harder like cheeses and then hummuses and then meat and then seafood. And then you round to bread, which is processed. Uh, and then you go to the hot food section and then you're right back where you yeah. started, right? All the sugary, carby stuff is in the middle. And part of that is because they know that you're going to cut across, right? Very few people will, like circle the perimeter of a grocery store. So they know you'll cut across, you know, the cereal aisle or the cookie aisle or the whatever. And then you'll be drawn to all these confections that probably are very, very terrible for you. Conversely, they also do a thing um, where if you take note, vigilant listeners of the Coffins and Coffee podcast, when you go to the grocery store during the daytime, oftentimes the music is very peaceful and slow. But if you go close to their closing hours or later in the evening, the music is markedly upbeat. And it's because they want you to get the hell out. Yeah. So they know that you will. Like if you've ever seen, uh, you've seen the movie, um, uh, what, The Dead Poet Society? Oh, not in a very long time. 
But you you remember it vaguely, right? Vaguely, yeah. Do you remember the scene where they're marching and he's he's trying to get them to march yep. to a different beat? Yep. So it's the same thing in real life, right? So if you hear peaceful music, you're gonna stroll slowly. The longer the slower you stroll, the more likely you are to pick something up, the more likely you are to buy something. Yeah, that's exactly right. So there's more just time to browse. Exactly. We and we talked about this the other day, I think, where a lot of times also they'll put the prices on the bottom. Not necessarily in grocery stores, but like in like uh like like a uh clothing shops you know mm-hmm. you gotta hunt for the the price tag right because once you it's statistically proven that once you put something in your hand it feels you've taken ownership of it exactly and this is different ways that corporations use you know again call it what you will but it's a, it's a form of magic to influence your buying habits yeah. to influence your thought habits yeah we were always um, taught that when we did sales if you're trying mm-hmm. to sell something particularly large ticket items you make the essentially try and make the customer hold it in their hand because once they've held it, they've taken yeah. ownership. Yeah, we were talking. Uh, we talked earlier about Trump, but like, was it you and I or me and someone were talking a little bit about, um, you know, how anyone could? Oh, it was my mom. How anyone <laughs> could buy into what he says? That's someone, and um, she doesn't listen. It's okay. Um, I hope not. She just heard a whole diatribe up. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, Mom. So she's used to it. And what he does... No, no, it was you and I were talking... No, it was you and I because we talked about prayers. So what he does is he uses short phrases. He repeats the phrases. They're like his slogans, right? Buzzwords. Like in pro wrestling... Yeah, like in pro wrestling, they'll use these same recurring themes to what they call getting over, right? That's getting the crowd to buy into what you're trying to sell. Woo! So, like, if you're a guy like that, exactly, that's it. Woo, right? Nature Boy Ric Flair. You know that from anyone. You know, another one from Ric Flair would be to be the man, you have to beat the man. Repeat it, repeat it, repeat it. Everyone listens. Boom. What was Hulk Hogan's phrase? Say your prayers, take your vitamins. Hulk smash. You know? No, that's, that's <laughs> a different Hulk, but yes. Similarly works. Um, there's a ton of it, right? The best of the world, best of the world of what I do, uh, the yes chant. I mean, uh, you know, rest in peace. All these different characters have these slogans. And by the way, so do commercialism, right? So does fast food, you know, mm, 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 I'm loving it or uh, have it your way or whatever it may be, right? And so political leaders do the same thing. They fake news. Fake uh. news. I had people... I had people when I was I was openly mocking how stupid Trump was being, saying I saw them. They weren't. There wasn't. A, there was only one person directly on one of my posts. But I saw several people be like, "Fake news." That's not what he said. I'm like, "You dipshit!" It's 30 seconds into this video, you know. <laughs> and um, uh, but 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 you know those kind of a uh, those kind of things those kind of techniques are very effective, and they will in fact influence people. If they hear it long enough, you hear fake news, fake news, fake news long enough. And there's even a shred of credibility in any capacity and people will start to buy into it because that's easy to remember. Right. You know, um, and, and you just see it all the time. You see it all the time where all these different forms of suggestion and influence are being used by people in power, corporate corporations in power, people in power, people of influence um, to direct your attention where they want it and your habits most importantly here's why i just stay away from news i just look at the dark corners of the internet and look at shit that <laughs> that's much healthier to be 
Yeah. So what what is going on in the dark corners of the uh, of the interwebs? I've actually been trying to spend a lot less time on the internet when I can, or if I do, it's like it's stuff like film breakdowns or like magic, you know, vlogs and things of that nature. Things that I feel are pretty like uplifting. But uh, I I also recognize that there is what is called the dark web, this sort of dark underbelly, the undercarriage, if you will, <laughs> of the interwebs. Dave's word that, of the week filled with all undercarriage. Try yeah, to use that is, in a sentence today. Yeah, take a shot every time I say undercarriage. <laughs> um, that has all kinds of fiendish, ghoulish, you know, sub subversive activities going on. Look, yeah, which is which is a realm that you thrive in. You don't even need to go to like the deep web. There's just fucking weird stuff. Just on the very surface of the web. Like there's the web and there's the little meniscus on the top of the web. And that part of the internet is still fucking weird. Like, like okay. snorking. <laughs> like what? Snorks? Snor- like, snorking? No, splorking. Sp- sp- What's that? Splorching. Splorches. <laughs> yeah, there you go. And coloring your buttholes apparently. Because that shit's just on Facebook. Like you don't even need to search for that shit. Um, That's true. There is some... I've recently see I've never been a follower of Reddit, so I've never really been on Reddit before. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not a big. Uh, uh, I mean, I kind of, I kind of vaguely know what it's all about. It's like a message board, right? Essentially, it's a message board. Yeah, so people can go on there and just talk about like whatever their interests are, ask questions about things, and a lot of it is serious stuff. Like people will go on there and ask legitimate questions and opinions. But then there's some. There's another part of Reddit. Yeah, all right. That's the part that you love. Wonderful and beautiful. So just as an example, um, there is um, a guy um, uh, that basically his, his tag is um, or his username is I Spy M8 or I Spy Mate. Okay. Um, okay. All right. And since 2010, since 2010. He's yes. been posting photos, um, or since I think it's since 2010. He's been—I don't know if if he's Eric or his friend is Eric, but it's basically whether or not he's wearing shorts or pants that day, and people have to guess. So if you click on like ten days like, ago, like uh, like like some days he wears no pants and shorts. He either wears or shorts or pants. The difference between pants. Oh, I see. So it's not like some days this Eric fellow just decides, "Fuck it, I'm in quarantine. I'm gonna go. Answer, I'm gonna go check the mail in my undies." No, we're not talking about that. This has been going we're just for talking about a long time, a decade. I'm that pretty sure that was this one. So, and then you click on like today's, like there's one made ten days ago. You click to see spoiler. No, so today he's not wearing shorts. And then there's like lots of comments, like he was said he was too lazy to wear his shorts. Is Eric wearing pajamas? Um. Uh, fucking just like rain. It's, it's basically people following whether or not Eric is wearing shorts or pants today. That sounds like a completely useful use of your time. It's and not it's, at all a way to rot your brain. It's another one. It's like uh, there is another one. Um, I'll see if I can find it. That was it's um, pictures of Ian sleeping. So for the last, does Ian know? Does Ian know that he's having photos taken of him at night? I don't know, but it's basically his housemate every day takes a photo of Ian asleep in bed, 
and post it on Reddit. Do you think? Do you think that his housemate? Well, a, I think his housemate's Eric. Secondly, Fuck, I wonder if Eric confirmed. just sort of longingly, yeah, long, <laughs> longingly sits at the edge of Ian's bed and just sort of like watches him sleep for a little while, and then he wants to immortalize the moment, so he takes his camera out and snaps a couple photos of him just peacefully resting, deep in slumber, slight drool, little flicker of his eyes when you know he's dreaming, kind of pushes his paws out and maybe kind of growls a little bit. Then he goes back to his room and uses those photos for a more a more darker intention. What if Eric gets hepped up on injecting Lysol and then <laughs> takes photos of Ian sleeping and dyes his asshole while he's sleeping? What if uh, that is very that's a very plausible theory? It could what happen. If Ian. What if Eric is Ian and Ian is Eric? Finkel is Einhorn and Einhorn is Finkel. Oh my fucking God. Illuminati triple confirmed. What, <laughs> what else does the internet have for us today? Um, there's a whole subreddit about people that fucking hate Grandpa Joe from Willy Wonka. They really fucking hate Grandpa Listen, Joe. All right, so here's the thing. <laughs> I never really thought about this until I saw a meme. But that motherfucker, you know, it's like a family of 12 living in a little shack. And he's an able-bodied man. At least we come to find out. Because, you see, when it came to old Sleepy Joe uh, needing to go to work to help provide for his family, his grandkids and what have you, well, he was infirmed in the bed, couldn't move, was too old. The moment his his uh, grandson gets a golden ticket, all of a sudden he the motherfucker jig. jumps up and is dancing. He's doing a jig. Yeah, yeah, total fucking slacker. Not cool. Way to let your family down. Can you imagine like you're one of the other kids who's not Willie, like Sammy Wonka, you know? Um, and like <laughs> Willie Wonka Samuel, wasn't the child. Samuel Wonka. Charlie was the child. Charlie Wonka and. <laughs> no, yeah, um, <laughs> you had too much of that fucking Carol. Fucking too yeah, much maybe. of that. Uh, Char- Charlie uh, Finkelstein <laughs> and his name and his brother his Sammy name? Finkelstein. Finkelstein. It's not Finkelstein. Oh, I'm sorry. It's Finkelstein. He's not Jewish. You don't know that. Anyways, <laughs> um, how dare you make that assumption? <laughs> Um, so Sammy Finkelstein, you know, he sees his brother, Charlie and his grandpa, Joe Finkelstein, like go, go galloping off to hang out with Willy Wonka in his pedo factory. And like, he still got to go to work every day. He still got to go. Like he probably, you know what he's probably doing? He's probably like, he's probably like horseshoeing horses or like, you know, shoveling shit, picking cotton, shoveling shit. Selling newspapers in the corners? Fucked up. That whole family is, you know, we talked about Bogans and Hillbillies. That's the Finkelsteins. Finkelsteins. Finkels- Wonkas. Finkelsteins. Whatever. whatever they're called. Yeah, Finkelsteins. Oh, my God. Finkelsteins? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I'm just saying look into it. Look into it. Go look for a subreddit and... Think you know? Read all about how Sleepy Joe Finkelstein Wonka <laughs> was really Joe like a Finkelstein? deadbeat grandpa. Finkelstein. 
Yeah, Wonka. But there's I imagine they probably adopted the Wonka last name after they like, you know, got took over his factory. Sort of a, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, they had to keep on the name. No more. You know? Grandpa Joe actually did one of the voices out of the Fox and the Hound, apparently. Did he really? Who was it? Was he the old man the old dog? The 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 Greyhound? No, some bad guy. The bad guy. Oh, well, that makes sense. Because we know Joe was the real bad guy oh my in God. Willy Wonka. Illuminati quadruple factory. confirmed. So the photo that they show you of this scene was like Grandpa Joe is actually this guy's voice. Is a dude and he's in fucking long johns, just like Grandpa Joe in bed. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. There you go. What else does the internet have for us today? There. Other than <laughs> how crappy Uncle Joe was sleep. Was it Grandpa Joe? Crappy fecal stain. <laughs> <laughs> I wheezed. I wheezed. Oh my god. Asthma ASMR. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. Give me that shit. She just uh she just she just took a big old hit of that Lysol with that Rona <laughs> way. Yeah, it does. It gets right into my right into my lungs with the UV rays I stand with my mouth open outside. Facing towards no, the No, not sky. your mouth. You gotta you got to gape something else. That's a that, longer that route to my lungs, really man. Work. Didn't you hear him? He said, you got to get the UV rays into your lungs. I figure that's like... Yeah, but it's the, it's the faster route. To your anus? Yeah. It is it's not. Like the, it's like, you know, those, uh, yeah, you know those express trains that they have like in China? You know, they go like really, really fast? Are you, did, you, did you just call my, my anus a shin cancer? <laughs> 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 Listen, let the internet decide. There'll be a whole Reddit sub sub thread about um, that. Taking the but express route to dead ass. Dead ass. What else do they have on the oh Reddit? Oh my god, there is a whole Reddit thread about water flowing over stuff in satisfying manners. Like this guy's like, I was washing my can of Mountain Dew and the water sprayed off it per- perfectly. Random stuff like that. Um, one of my favorite, I've got, I've only got two more here. One of my favorites is people that have transformed. Do you remember, um, Furbies? Uh, vaguely. They're like stuffed animals, right? Yeah. And they talk and shit. Kind of. This is all people that have like Frankensteined their Furbies into like long boys. Like the fucking. What is a long boy? Sand monster off June. Like. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> right? I so, thought they were going to combine them with like trolls or something. Like what? Like, remember trolls? They were kind of like the precursor to Furbies. I fucking, trolls are the best. I had so many trolls. I don't know where they've gone now. It makes me sad. I even had like treasure trolls. You remember treasure trolls? Little naked butts. They have a little diamond on their navel. In their belly button. Yep, sure did. Yeah, and then it inspired a whole generation of ladies to go get their navel pierced. I never got my navel like pierced. Spears. Like com- Comrade Spears. <laughs> the fuck she's gonna lead the revolution Um, so this is basically just a bunch of like reddit posts of people that have just like turned their furbies into mega long boys um that sounds actually amazing can you send me a photo oh can you put actually you you owe our audience two photos one of your battle vest and another now of these what are they called long boys i'm just calling them a long boy because they're oh okay Yes. I will send you the whole All link right. to this Reddit because it's fucking No, great. just put them on the Instagram. Go go follow our Instagram at Coffins and Coffee Podcast on Instagram. You'll be able to see Ophelia's uh, battle vest, 
with language we can't use, as well as the Furby Longboys that she's fapping over currently on Reddit. These are these are things that the audience wants to share in your delight. Look, there is a guy that does a photo a day challenge with his Longboy Furby, whose name is Joe. Illuminati! Okay. Five confirmed. Ooh, we're back to Joe. <laughs> um, it says, Joe is taking part in a photography challenge. Today's theme was snacks. He's never had English crisps before, but he's enjoying them a lot. And it's a photo of Aren't his... Aren't fries? No. Oh, my God. Okay, listen. You all need to stop calling crisps chips. Chips! Why? Are cooked in the oven. And you eat them with tomato sauce. Crisps. Okay, but we don't have that in America. Yeah, you do. We have fries. Nah, fries no. are dipped in oil. Fries are the skinny ones with ketchup. you get at McDonald's. French fries. Nah, it doesn't matter. Freedom it doesn't matter the thickness. Nah, it doesn't matter the thickness. A fry, a French fry, is is dipped in hot boiling oil and it's served with ketchup, which is more part sugar than it is tomato. Uh, chips in America are Crisps. either are fried or they're but they look like chips like you know when you go to vegas and you get uh you put your money in and you get some chips they don't look like french fries they look like potato chips or at least more closely approximate yeah look no so (laughs) fries freedom fries we don't call them that anymore (laughs) so fucking retarded um (laughs) They're the skinny ones, like what you get at McDonald's. They're fries. Uh-huh. Right? Sure, you don't get those at McDonald's. They have uh, dairy on them. Yeah, well, you can't have them. I can have them here. But okay. they're fries. Chips are the big, chunky ones you get. Like the Ah, uh, big... see. In America, we call those Texas-style. Okay, but they're chips. Yeah, but no, they're Texas-style, because Texas could whoop England's ass anyway. So we claimed it. Get the just fuck like, out of here. Just like Joe, just like Joe and Charlie claimed the Wonka name after they killed Willy Wonka and devised a plot to take over his empire and put his head on a spike outside of the gate so that all people who would look to usurp their power faced a warning of what happens when you threaten Sleepy Joe and Charlie. Same, same. That is quite literally something that has never happened. That's in the sequel. That's not true because the sequel is called Charlie and the Great Glass Elevator. That doesn't yeah. happen in that either. And you know what they did? You know what they do in the Glass Elevator? Resurrect their plan to take <laughs> over the Wonka factory. None of that Empire. happened! So ruining my childhood. With their long, with their long boys. Yeah, fuck. Yeah, pet long boys. Imagine instead of they... Oompa Loompas, they had long boy Furby. Well, the long boys ate the Oompa Loompas. That's what's and they became in, massive in size. That's what's in the Chocolate River. That's why Augustus Gloop never came back because he got eaten by the June long boy Furby Chocolate that's River right. dwelling motherfuckers. Sent out to, to destroy by uh, Joe and Charlie. Chuck. Chuck and Joseph. Like long lost relative of the fucking Equal Sarlacc steam. pit. From Star Wars. That's right. That's not actually Probably. just a pit. It's a giant fucking worm, which is also related to the worm from Tremors. And also, they should have died the tendrils of that pit and been cool. I want a Sarlacc pit, Longboy, Furby, Tremors crossover. 
Well, write it. You're the writer. Can you imagine if the Salak pit looked like a long boy Furby? <laughs> well, the, the bug inside of it probably does. The pit is just like the uh, the outskin. It's just like That's the, the uh, yeah, like there's a whole inner worm being that lives inside. Yeah, it. it's the it's the same worm from Tremors and a long boy Furby. Yeah, perfect. See, there you go. Connect all the universe. So that means that Charlie and the Chocolate Factory and Tremors and Reddit are all part of the Star Wars extended universe. And the Chocolate Factory is a euphemism for Uranus. Yeah, I'm going to cut that part out. Here's another <laughs> interesting thing that's on the internet. Um, we teased last week that back in the day, back in ye olden days, that my band had a, uh, a live journal. And we only used said live journal for this very mini tour that we did over at, for three shows across Texas, which is actually not a small feat, all things considered. It's a very big state. And um, I actually was able to find said live journal. And I'd like to read a little bit of said live journal for you in our audience today. If you're interested. All three posts. So uh, let's start at the beginning, shall we? Day one. This was all, by the way, written by our friend and guitarist and uh, podcast speaker dude, member of the Regrettable Century, uh, Jason Etic, who narrated in three amazing posts the totality of this ill-fated tour of giving you a pistol. So, <clears throat> day one of Texas Mini Tour. The drive to San Angelo was actually pretty interesting. Edit. But we made it there early. Yeah, for real. Our road crew, Aaron, Anthony, Rex, and Jody, definitely helped make the trip fun as well as possible. Hello, thanks to you guys, your great friends. Special thanks to Aaron for piloting the spaceship and selling merch. I, apparently we had a spaceship. I don't remember this. You had merch? San Angelo... <laughs> Yeah, we had a we had a T-shirt, I think maybe. How do you not I have remember. one? I don't have it still. I don't know. I don't know. I should get one. Figure that out. San Angelo is a rad town. Lots of old cars and buildings. We took some pictures. I'll have someone post them later. Uh, spoilers: they, that never came. <laughs> Brooke and Jessica were there. It was nice to meet them in person. I don't remember who they are. The show <laughs> was awesome. I love the scene here. We all do. The lineup was and stars fell from Abilene. These dudes were awesome, but the brand is breaking up. Good luck to Vance and all the rest of the guys in the future. The Fall of Astoria, San Angelo. My God, what an amazing band. Their set was great, and the kids danced up hella. I can't wait to bring this band to Corpus. The guys were totally awesome, too. Giving you a pistol, that's us. We did pretty good, actually. No one fucked up badly, and the kids here repped hard. What a great show. Aaron punked out some dude. Anthony beat some dude's ass. Brutal. Apparently there were fights that broke out. Again, I don't remember this. <laughs> but we all hung out after the show and made some new friends. Crashed at a crazy house of punch fight. Made fun of Rex for being a dinosaur. Lots of rad dudes all over. Breakfast was Pop-Tarts and soda. That, that I believe. Now off to Dallas to play Fury Fest. Motherfuckers. That was Jason. Wow. Day two of said uh, tour. Saturday was said goodbye to Benji, the dude who let us crash, and set off for Dallas. We stopped at this Italian fast food restaurant, which totally sucked, and an army surplus store, which was awesome, which was so awesome it hurt. A music store where we stole way too much, too many guitar picks. I was probably involved in that. Oh, my God. Jason and I used to take stuff from time to time. Thief. Um, what I know, it's what I like to call subsidizing guitar picks. For young burgeoning artists. Look, I used to work in a guitar store, so the amount of picks I have that just went into my pocket. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. During sorry, one. Mr. Oh, sorry. My bad. <laughs> you underpaid me anyway. Had tacos with this. 
had tacos with this one dude from Dallas, and they weren't sweet at all, not like Corpus Tacos, which is true, I believe that, and watched some great bands. <laughs> During one band, uh, Dave and I took a walk and got some coffee. This is pretty usual. Dave got asked who did his makeup by two girls. This is true. This is also the two girls that asked me if I was a singer for Lit. Uh, Mike, Trish, <laughs> Kelly, Tyler from Terms of Grey, and some other heads were there to rep. We hung out all day and had all sorts of fun. And then it was time to play. We sucked. <laughs> Everything went wrong for the very start. Hale's guitar wouldn't stay in tune at all. His Floyd Royce snapped Floyd off Rose. later. My, fo- yep, my foot switch broke. And that's true. So basically what happened on this show was that the sound system really sucked. So no one could hear one another. And everyone was super out of tune. So not only could we not hear, I could barely hear the drums as the bass player. And so I'm trying, I could only hear uh, one of our guitarists who's, uh, as we noted, his Floyd Rose had snapped. And so he was wickedly out of tune. So it was throwing me totally off. And then our singer was like in his own. He, our singer suffered from LSD, and so he suffered from LSD. Yeah, lead singer disease. I thought you just meant he was high. No, no, no. (laughs) He just suffered from from lead singer disease. Same, same. They both post delusions. Yeah, basically. So it was a bad show. Um, Time for uh, afterwards, we were really down, despite many people's consolidations. Or con- consolations. Con- consolations. Thanks for the effort. Anyway, yep. What a mess. Time for some new equipment. This is also true. We crashed at Jody's house in San Marcos that night. Now, it's about a, let's see, from Dallas to San Marcos, about a five or six hour drive after we've played a show in which we did terribly at. We crashed at Jody's house in San Marcos that night, and though we almost didn't make it between Dave blasting the heater and him, the band, and swerving all over the road. That sounds great. Not much to say about that night. We were all ready to sleep and forget about the horrible show we just played. Uh, though the show we played in Houston with Wage of Sin, Undying, and Misery Signals was even worse. I don't remember that show at Oh, all. you played with Misery Signals? it was even worse than that show. I guess so. Shit. I don't remember. They're decent. I, are they big? Yeah. Are they? Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I guess we didn't do well that night. Uh, I don't recall that at all because I'm getting up there in age. But yeah, so I was I was alternating the heater and the air condition. As I drove, because remember, this is a six hour drive and uh, I'm about five years older than Jason. So I don't even know if he could drive at this point. And certainly it was my car anyway, hauling people. So I was trying to keep myself up some way. And it was what it was what it was. Um, final post and the last po- post of our cool uh, live journal. This one's a bit late. Sunday's trip to Rado was the most boring shit ever. We did, however, stop to steal gum and buy knives. Also At least you like didn't buy gum and steal knives. That's true. Well, they were behind a case. So <laughs> JC's car broke down before we left San Marcos, but Matt joined the crew with his truck and brought all the drums. Hella mad props to Matt and Trish for coming along and helping out like Hella. You guys are great. We almost lost hell at the gas station out in the middle of nowhere. I have a feeling this happens a lot on tour. So for you who don't know, uh, when I refer to Hale, I'm referring to Jason Hale, who was the lead guitarist for Kyoto's. After our band broke up, he moved to Michigan and joined that band and became way more famous. And to think, we almost lost him in a gas station on the Ray to Laredo. You just forgot anyway, he wasn't in anyways, the car? Or? I don't, yeah, because it was a bunch of us. And it was like, you know, he was, he kind of, he kind of moved at his own pace. And we were just like, yeah, we're all here. Let's go. Because he. Didn't talk that much, so. 
Anyways, the show on the radio was great. All the bands did good. All the ones I saw anyways. At all costs, the fight with all sincerity and this one local band. I'm not sure the name. All of the bands did really well, including us, which was nice. Kind of made up for the show on, in Dallas. I personally missed up a lot, but that was due to really... That was really due to the fact that I couldn't bring myself to stand still. There was a football game in the pit and some breakdancing. Later was sweet, even though it was hot as fucking hell. The fight is one of the coolest bands. We love those guys. Every time we play together, musically or otherwise, it's nothing but an awesome time the whole time. So our tour ended on a high note. And once again, this is why hardcore pits are way better than metal pits because I don't remember ever being at a metal show and a football game starting in the middle of the pit. I mean, look, I don't remember right. a lot so, of kids. Yeah. So that's all my point. We had good times. <laughs> and now I've shared with you the only written documentation that I can find of my old band and our ill-fated tour across Texas many, many years ago. I want some merch. I want some giving you a pistol merch. I don't even remember. I think we had a shirt maybe. I think we had a shirt with like a gun and some bullets, maybe, and it just said GYAP. I don't recall. Yeah. I'll have to ask the boys. Yeah, I had. I must have had one for a long time, and then you know. To be fair, you probably still do have and... it. You have the biggest collection of fucking T-shirts out of anyone I've ever met. I don't think that's true, but here's how true. we're gonna tell. See, I think oftentimes you say things about me that you're just sort of making up or you just presume. Uh... But we're gonna put this to the test. We're going to put this to the test because when in doubt, turn to science or magic, and we're going to find out how much you know about me. Okay. See, last week we found out I scored a perfect score in my knowledge of you. Let's see if you can repeat the results, the excellent results that I had in this quiz from Psychology Today. Oh, fuck. All right. Are you ready? No, yes. <laughs> Okay. What is your partner's least favorite body part? His belly. Uh, I'd probably say my lower back right now more than my no. belly. Uh, wait, are you talking like physically? Yeah, it's physically. Yeah. Part of your body. You hate your panza. You're always oh. talking about your panza. Well, it hurts. But like really, I put more like I got the love handles. No, you, you know? complain more about your okay. stomach than anything else. Anytime you go, look, I'm so fat. It's always at your belly. You complain about your fucking digestion. After every meal, you're like, oh, my belly hurts. It's your fucking belly. You talk about your belly yeah, more than anything in the world. All right, I'll give you a half a point for Oh, that. bullshit. <clears throat> <laughs> when your child was a, when your partner was a child, what did they want to be when they grew up? When you're a child, what did you want to be when you grew up? I know we've had this conversation. I'm sure we have. Let's see how good your long-term memory is. You wanted to be an actor at one point. I know that. I never wanted to be an actor, ever. Yes, you did. Nope. I absolutely never wanted to be an actor. Then why did you go into acting? I took acting class. I took an acting class so that I would know what the experience was like before I worked with them. But I have never had any, any desire to act. I don't know. You want me to give you a hint? An astronaut. <laughs> I mean, it's not a terrible guess, I suppose. Most kids want to be astronauts. Uh, I want to be an archaeologist. Oh, yes. We have had this conversation. Because I think I then said, at what point is it... Uh, at what age does grave robbing become archaeology? That's true. Now, 
Name a country your partner would like love to visit. You want to go to Japan. I know that. Yes, I do want to go to Japan, but there's probably a a more on the nose answer. On the nose answer? There's actually two. How would an answer be on the nose? Where you want to go somewhere? Does it smell bad? Is it English? No, I mean just because it would it would have been something I wanted to go to uh, prior to meeting you. Australia. No. Yeah, it smells bad too. It, you want me to tell you? Prague. No. Czech Republic, England. It would be either be Ireland or Iceland. Why the fuck would you want to go to Ireland? It's like back alley England. It's fucking pretty. It's gorgeous. It's all hilly and stuff. It's amazing. You lose. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> did your partner have a nickname as a child? What was it? Bonus point. Did they like their nickname and why? Nickname. I don't know. I don't think we ever had that conversation as a child. I didn't really have one. Yeah, I was going to say. Nah, I didn't really have one. So do I just get a, nah. a bonus point for saying that that's not a thing? You, just, you get a pass. It's like a pass fail on that one. <laughs> Fuck. Because it's kind of a trick question. Which of your partner's aunts or uncles are they closest to? I've only ever heard you talk about your aunt, Rachel. Yeah, I mean, I love all my aunts and uncles equally, but you, Aunt Rachel in particular loves to to uh, uh, connect via the social medias, and she's pretty funny. I was going to say, you shared and some funny she stories. Beat up, yeah, yeah, she wants to beat up my stepmom uh, in front of a child's <laughs> party. So that was pretty funny. I wasn't going to say it on the so internet. Oh, I was. Uh, what disappointment or rejection from your partner's past still stings? You should definitely know this one. Was that about the time that you asked out that girl and you were so fucking sure that she was going to say yes that when she said no, you were certain, oh, she mustn't have heard me. I'll ask her again. So you got rejected twice. Yes, 100%. <laughs> However, you have it. You have the story slightly wrong. It wasn't that I was so sure that she was going to say yes. I was so traumatized and shocked that she said no. That as a as a as a as a sort of natural defense mechanism, I asked her immediately again, assuming she must have misheard me. This was Jenny Sutherland. I still remember her name. I remember I asked her out. She had really big boobs for that age, and she said no, and I never went out with her. So there it is. Sorry, that's the end of the. What is which of your partner's achievements are they most proud of? Probably just actually being a producer because you did it fucking hard. You had a rough run, like at the start of your film yeah, career. I, yeah, I'd say that. I mean, I, I I don't know that there's one thing that I'm proud of per se. Like I kind of try to be proud of everything I do, and if I don't, if I'm not proud about it, I try not to do it. So. I guess that counts. That that's yeah. That was. Yeah. It's, I mean, I mean, I've, I was able to make a living doing something that most people from my hometown never even sniff. So or if they try, they give up. Cool. Sure. Yeah. Most people. What is your partner's least favorite housework task? Fucking washing clothes and putting clothes away. Uh, that's not. That's true. fucking. Then why don't you do it ever, ever, fucking ever, well, ever? Because I don't need. Because I don't need to. Uh, washing dishes. It's my least favorite. I've seen you wash dishes more than I have seen you put clothes away. Because I have to, because it's vile if I don't do it. I don't have to move the clothes off the bench to the closet. Yes, you doesn't fucking it, do. Yeah, You're uh, an adult man. It doesn't make it, It do, yes, but it doesn't make it a hygiene issue if I don't. If 
if I don't wash the dishes, I could get ill Listen, from like you s- salmonella or mad cow or Ebola or Rona. Ebola. Like, who knows what emanates from that sink? Yeah. <laughs> Two Ebolas right, moving is on. Ebola. All right. Outside of their career, what is something your partner considers themselves naturally talented at? Naturally talented? Um, I wouldn't say that you would say, oh, I'm naturally talented at anything. I think you put work into most things that you do. I can think of one thing. Oh, you can't talk about that. <laughs> okay, moving on. <laughs> what is your partner's favorite ice cream flavor? Mm. You don't enjoy, like, you like complex flavors. Like, if there's something that's, like, salty and sweet, you'll always go for that. Yeah, I was going to say pumpkin, which pretty much yeah. encapsulates that, yeah. that taste. Like, if there's, like, a chocolate peanut butter um, pretzel, you'd be like, oh, yeah. Yeah, true. I like savory stuff. Of all the ways there are to die, which does your partner fear the most? Sharks. Oh, falling. Sharks is a really good answer. Falling would be the answer. Yeah. Uh, I think I'd rather I'd rather be eaten by a shark than fall. What to my What if death. it was like in Sharknado and the Sharknado came and it sucked you up into the Sharknado and then the shark ate you as you were falling? That's have terrible. we seen that movie? Why would you do that to me? No. Why would I watch that movie? <laughs> I have a phobia of sharks. Why would I watch that? That's ridiculous. <clears throat> who is someone your partner considers to be a mentor who has been a strong positive influence on their professional development? On their professional development, Jude. Yep, Jude would be also Effie Brown and Gary yes. Binko. Those probably and Don Dunn. Uh, those would all be right up there at the top of the list. But yes, for sure, Jude. Must be mm-hmm. the, top, the very, very tip of the top. Tippy top. He's the top of Mount Rushmore. Top hobo. Um, let's see here. Let's see what we got here. Uh, okay, this will be a fun one. What are your partner's favorite and least favorite aspects of their work? Favorite is seeing the outcome of your hard work. Least favorite yep. is dealing with idiots. That's true. <laughs> you not you nailed that one. Perfect. All right, last question. What purchase is your partner currently considering? What's on their wish list? Oh my god, you probably have so much shit in your fucking Amazon wish list. A crown. I don't have a wish list, I don't think. You're talking about buying uh, a I do crown. want a crown. I do want a sea crown, but I, I don't I wouldn't say that that's like my my current like if you're asking me right at this moment, my current um highest on my want to purchase list is probably food. I'm hungry. <laughs> and we're getting to that point. So without further ado, I think I would have to say that you scored an eighty. Bullshit. Which is passing. That's a very good score. You did. You did your it's best. Like ninety nine. Uh, and you definitely did not get ninety nine. Eight and um, a half. Eighty three, maybe. Okay, ninety nine. B B minus, but it's it, you got an a, you got a B minus in answers, but an A for effort. So, not too bad. Not as good as me, but not too bad. A for and then and next time. And next time I say that you your long term memory is maybe has a, at a bit of a deficit due to some of the illegal activities you participated as a youth a youth growing up, uh, you'll you'll I have science now to back those claims up. Well, there you go. You can't argue with science. That's right. You can't argue with science, but you can bleach your orifices. So with that, we hope that we have entertained you for yet another hour of 
rackiness and weirdness that can be found on the interwebs. I'm sorry. We hope that you guys are all staying safe and that you're not injecting Lysol, bleach, or any other disinfectant material. Uh, and frankly, don't put them on your skin either. Just, you know, stay at home, create your own podcast, create your own art, make a drawing, go for a run, bleach your anus, whatever fancy your, your anus. whatever tickles your fancy, color it. Do whatever you want. It's your you anus. You. Just don't ingest. Yeah, it, you do what is right by you. But what you can't do, which I don't recommend you doing, is ingesting any potentially toxic or dangerous materials. I think the best thing that we can all do is stick together, form community, even if it's online. Remember to not let our mental faculties imprison us and to support one another and, each other, and ourselves when we create art so that uh, when this does eventually end, we we walk into the world uh, a little bit better than we maybe went, in, went into quarantine ass. Went into quarantine ass. And quarantine that ass. <laughs> so thank you guys. This has been another episode of Coffins and Coffee. Please listen to us every Thursday. We're on iTunes, uh, Spotify, SoundCloud for all you mumble rappers. And until next time, this has been Dave and Ophelia. Good night and good luck. Lysol on me, daddy.